Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. One of the things that we have very much enjoyed over the last couple of months, despite all of the difficulties we've had, including not being able to have guests in studio, is to catch up with some well-known people, people we've chatted to on the show before and people that you will know well uh, through their work and other things and see how they're getting on. And we're about to do that again right now. Unmistakable voice of Mundy there with his single Dark Long Enough, and he's on the line right now. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning. Not too bad. Well, you're not wrong there. Dark Long Enough, and hopefully brighter times ahead now. Yes. Um, well, I suppose that song is kind of like uh, all about... It's meant to be an enthusiastic message, actually, <laughs> even though it's saying Dark I know, long I can enough. hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah, yeah, so... You know, hopefully, yeah, I think that the light is coming over the hill and uh, I think we're getting closer and closer to uh, some sort of a new reality, you know. One thing that I was really struck by last week uh, when we were talking about the various easings that are going to happen now in May and into June and July is not so much talk about live events venues, venues you'll know yourself like Dolan's and many others in Limerick and across the Midwest and indeed across the country and, and hard to get a sense of when you guys will be able to perform in front of close to capacity, if not capacity, houses again. Yeah, I mean, I've um, I have a booking agent here in Dublin and uh, I kind of have said to her, you know, like, let's not take anything on until we're, we're really sure that it can happen 100% because uh, the disappointment and the, you know, getting our hopes up and, you know, people make, make uh, travel and accommodation kind of, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of gets, you know, you just have to make sure it's right, basically, before you, you kind of do it. You do, and some of the artists we've talked to, you know, they have differing views on it. I remember chatting to Emma Langford about this, and mm. she said, look, if I get any people at all in front of me in a venue, I'll be happy. And then um, Barry from Hermitage Green was saying, you know, I want to wait until A, we're sure, as you say, Monday, mm. and also uh, until we actually can get back to normal numbers. Then. Yeah. Well, like, for me, um, I'm very lucky that I'm adaptable in the size of a band. Like, because like, it is my own project. Monday is just, like, you know, my nickname. But um, <laughs> I can I can play a solo gig, which and sometimes that could be in a little, um, you know, an art gallery that only holds 60 people. Or I can play to, you know, a couple of thousand people. You know, it, 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 it just depends. But um, I think it's going to have to start small, I suppose, and, and you'd be letting the girt out a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, hole by hole, uh, if it was a belt, you sure. know, just letting people in. Um, and just, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be trial and error. And obviously, I suppose uh, toilets, I believe, are one, one of the big problems as well. And um, all this kind of stuff. There's a few technicalities, I suppose. That's uh, right. 
know. So, uh, but I'm optimistic about it. It's just um, patience really is the key, uh, uh, and I suppose to get to get to get from here to 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 that point where we can all make a few bob again and um, um, less stress. You know. Did you learn patience across the lockdowns? Was this lockdown very different to the first one for you? Um, but for me, from the beginning, I didn't I didn't really feel uh, any gap between first and second because I didn't like I do remember at one point I went out for um, went out one night for a pint, but I had to buy the sandwich and the pizza and all that to a place that I would have gone regularly, and I just went, this is rubbish. Although, I, I had less people coming up wrecking my head. Because, <laughs> the, because I had, I had perspex each side of me, and uh, an invisible zone, so I'm thinking I get the perspex suit for the next time. <laughs> so, it, it, that kind of suited me, in a way. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, c- I, can I don't know, I'm kind of... Uh, yeah. But, but ah, there, there was a ah, lack of atmosphere in a place you'd have known well, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm only half messing. So I do, <laughs> I do attend to attract the freaks every now and then. But um, uh, so no, no. So it's kind of weird for me. It's it's just been one big lockdown because it only ever opened up there at one point last summer. I did one gig with Sharon Shannon in a restaurant, uh, at a lovely place called Oriadas down in uh, uh, near Castle Island in Kerry, um, and they had the menu. But it was a 90 minute gig. People had to be in and out in that 90 minutes. The performance was an hour and ten. It was it was fierce. Um, it's almost like a, a wedding on a, in a sci-fi movie, you know. Yeah. You know where people were under pressure to eat, and they were served, everything was done. Everyone was wearing masks. It was, it was wild. But uh, so for me, uh, that was yeah, it was a great experience. But I just I'd rather not do it than have to do it that way, you know. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, and Monday, I mean, listeners might think I'm imagining this, but. Uh, have you been involved in something that is actually going to be broadcast at Christmas? Is that right? Um, Jesus, no, no. What what that was was basically, so my single that you just heard, it's called Dark Long Enough, that was part of a, a, a series, an Irish music series that came out before, before Christmas. Ah, and it was called Ireland and Music, and there's loads of great artists on it, uh, from new to, to uh, established artists, uh, Clannad, some great uh, up-and-coming stuff on it. But um, yeah, so that's that, that song was part of that series, mm. basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm working away. like so, so basically what's gotten me through the whole thing is to play a trick on myself that this is the time that an artist needed to make and finish all the ideas that have been hanging around. So um, my, 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 the way I want to finish this up is, is by having a new album, basically. So I have a new single to follow that up. I'm uh, working on that at the moment. But it's very hard, you know, because you can't really be in a room with, with too many people or maybe one person, uh, you know. So uh, to, to get stuff finished, it's, it's, you have to do it across file sharing on the internet, you know, via WeTransfer and Dropbox. Yeah. So, um, you're, you're a man in the Midlands. Have you been there across the pandemic or, or in Dublin? Uh, yeah, I've had to drop down because uh, both my folks are, are getting on in age. Unfortunately, my dad's in a nursing home at the moment, uh, and uh, so I've had to go down and do the horrible shouting through the window, uh, which is just—it's—it's <laughs> it's almost impossible, you know, for somebody who's kind of in their early eighties to try and hear you through a little hole in the window. Yeah. So I've, I've done all that, and that—that's for me the real test. I've had so much to distract myself between. I have young kids, and I also have, you know, my my folks getting on. That's really uh, distracted me from looking in the mirror too much and thinking about me, 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 you know? Mm. So I've had enough uh, to, to kind of uh, <laughs> keep me distracted. And, uh, mm. 
Yeah, your version of Galway Girl, the biggest selling download in Irish history, with over a million copies sold. Mm. How did that come about? Um, I don't know. I think the wind blew the the right way that day. Uh, It was a very simple thing. I went down to do a radio show in Galway with Tom Dunn. Uh, My my album, Raining Down Arrows, had just been released and the number one album. And Sharon Shannon was on the same radio show, but Sharon's an instrumentalist, as, as we know. And they asked, they suggested we do a duet. So I was a big Steve Earle fan. And he had uh, an album which had the song Galway Girl on it, but not many people would have known it that around here anyway. Uh, and uh, so I sang it off a piece of paper. Sharon backed me up. She had played on the original, actually. And uh, by the time I woke up the next day, it had nearly become a viral, viral hit, as we know it. You know, I, I, I wouldn't. Back then, the language of viral stuff wouldn't have been, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a big thing, but um, yeah, they just uh, today FM, I think, uh, texted and said this thing's after going outrageous. So then I did a, a live concert that I filmed in Street, and that song just people. So basically, if, if a song kind of is uh, goes up the charts on iTunes, basically, um, it becomes a hit. That's it, that's the way it is. So I did, people went bananas for it, basically. Yeah, um, you know. Amazing stuff, because I, I actually, the very first time I heard the song was the Steve Earle version. And you're right. I mean, it, it wouldn't have been particularly well-known in Ireland before you and Sharon's version came along. But I remember hearing it, the Earle version, and going, mm. yeah, there's something in that, you know. And then yeah. what was really interesting was you guys took it on another stage I mean there, you know, there's, a, there's a, a significant difference between Steve Earle's original and what you guys did yeah, with well, it well, well one thing that happens is when you play live music and you really want to get a get it right or get the crowd going you end up speeding things up so rather than kind of putting strength into it you're just putting faster tempo so it's probably nervous energy more, more or less so my version is just a lot faster than his and I suppose I have my own slatter. I'm sick. You know, I sang that song without any effort or I never thought about how I was going to sing it. I never, there was no plan. It was just a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing that happened. Like there's not even a picture of me and Sharon as an official single cover for that song. It's it's uh, it's just basically something that happened and went out there and became viral without any organisation. I love the stories that will go around Galway, up and down the West Coast. I've heard a couple of versions of it here in Limerick of who the Galway girl really was. You know, it's yeah. it, it's, it's fascinating because That's right. I, I know fellas I think they're the Galway girl. <laughs> <laughs> Every, you know, when they go, her hair was black and orange and blue, people are pointing themselves, look, that's me, that's me. <laughs> that's me, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and, and uh, by the way, because I know this can sometimes happen with artists, when you have a phenomenal hit like that, mm. that th- there's a point where you fall out of love with it. Has that happened to you with Galway Girl at all? Uh, well, I, I've, I had that with July before Galway Girl. And, and you know, on, on a few albums, I had a few songs that people always wanted to hear. On my very first album, I had a song called To You I Bestow that was on the Romeo and Juliet movie and people were turning up to hear that one and then, you know, second album of July. And, uh, yeah, it can be a little bit of a pain, especially if people want to hear it from the beginning of the gig, you know what I mean? Uh, I actually had a, I had a bit of a nightmare in Dolan's one night where people were shouting for Galway Girl from the minute I walked in the door and uh, it wasn't just uh, a nice thing. It became a little bit, we want it now! 
So I had to kind of calm the crowd down and, and take it five minutes off the stage and then go, listen, I'll do it at the end, but I'm not, you know. It's kind of like having your dessert before the breakfast, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Know, and and uh, it's and it, it, But it is an interesting mix, isn't it? Because, I mean, clearly as artists develop, you know, they're producing what they're producing. It means something to them personally and also they want to perform it and let it out there. And yeah. then fans are coming along, you know, expecting X, Y and Z. So, yeah. so some, some artists have gone completely the other the direction and they refuse to do any of their back catalogue. I'm not sure that's a good idea either. Well, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I've... Galway Girl has become a big part of my arsenal of songs now, you know, and I say arsenal because sometimes you could be in a weird pub in, you know, upstate New York on a Saturday night and you're kind of going, looking at your set list on the ground going, Jesus, Jesus how am I going to get through this? Yeah. But yeah. I have Galway Girl and that's going to rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you kind of drop it like a grenade there. But, um, but yeah, no, the other big problem for me is moving on creatively. I mean, I think I'm a good songwriter and I think I've got lots to offer still, but a song like that can kind of get in the way in that it's 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 a certain type of song, it's a certain style of music, and I don't really create that type of music because I didn't write that song, and people probably want me to be more of a raggle taggle guy than than I am, you know. So uh, you have that to deal with, and um, and also like I have a new song that will probably be ready by midsummer, and by midsummer, sure July will be on the radio, and I won't have a chance. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, You've been competing yeah. with yourself, Monday. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awful to have to shadow box yourself. Desperate, life. desperate stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. listen, maybe last quarter of this year you might be optimistic. Look, you you could be back yeah, in venues no, and travelling again and doing all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am optimistic, but I'm realistic too, you know. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I come from a pub background myself. I grew up in a pub. And to see see them opening and not opening and to buy, you know, all that, buying stock, not getting to use their socks, you know. All that stuff is is very frustrating, and it, and the music business is, is a similar thing because we're all part of the entertainment uh, industry, or what would you call it, the catering industry, almost. You know, when, when we we're all on the same rhythm of uh, the calendar, you know. Uh, so um, I, I just uh, I just feel that it's best to wait till things are right before you start kind of getting uh, you know all worked up about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, listen, we wish you well. We look forward to having you in Limerick and maybe popping into the studio when all that's allowed again. Yeah, Monday. for sure. Uh, and thanks for the airplay along the year, no, over the years and all No that. hassle at all. We're very happy to have you on again as well this morning. So thanks very much and take care of yourself across the summer. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. That's Monday there. Call Limerick today now on 46 1995. Afternoon.